Hi guys, welcome to the Making It with Molly J podcast. I'm your host, Molly, and I've successfully launched two brands, created a lucrative photography business, and monetized my personal social media platform as a lifestyle blogger. On this show, you'll hear from successful female founders and CEOs and get their unique perspective on how to make it as an entrepreneur. Now, let's dive right into the episode. On today's episode, I chatted with Laura Brodigan, who is the founder of the celebrity-loving custom clothing company called Bro Denim. Laura's jackets have been seen on women like Camille Costics, Linda Holiday, Brittany Lynn Matthews, Sports Illustrated models, and many more. On today's show, we chatted about how Laura created Bro Denim and how the company got to where it is today. I hope you guys enjoy this episode and be sure to check out Bro Denim to create your own custom jacket. Hi, Laura. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm so excited to talk to you and learn more about bro denim. Yes. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Absolutely. So how did you come up with the idea for bro denim? Cause I think it's such a cool and unique company. Thank you. So I was, it's kind of weird how it all came together. Um, it was like, it happened over a bunch of years. I was in Oregon with one of my friends and we were in Portland and we were shopping and I was like, let's go to a thrift shop and I want to find a denim jacket because I want to put patches on it. And we went into the store and like, we tried on all these Levi jackets and, um, I found one. I was like, I'm going to bring this home with me. I'm going to decorate it. And it kind of just sat in my closet for probably two years. And it was just one of those things, like one of those projects as a go, like I'll get to it eventually. I'll get to it. Um, at the time I was at an fashion school at night. So like I liked making things. I was like doing other projects. So it just wasn't my number one priority. Um, and then one summer I had to give some gifts to some people. And I was like, I really want to give them something special. And, you know, I just don't want to go to a store and just buy something. So why don't I make like these jackets for them? And I'll put things on them that are super personal and like have to do with like them. And I think this was about probably four years ago. So um, I made these jackets and I gave them out to gifts and they're like, oh my God, like we love these. And um, they started wearing them and I made like a few more just for other people. And then people started asking me to make them. And at the time I was working in finance and I was just like, uh, no, like, I don't have time for this. I don't have time to make these. Um, they were a lot of work. They're really time consuming. So, um, it's just nothing really like, I was just like, you know what, I'll just do this for fun. And, um, as more and more people started to ask me, I was like, you know what, like, why don't I, you know, give this a stab. Why do I try this out? And um, I started making jackets and I started sending them out to people. And I remember at the time, my parents were like, what are you doing? Like, this is so crazy. Like, why are you spending money on sending free stuff to people? I was like, I want to see if this works. Like, I just want to test it out. And um, I ended up getting it on a bunch of the right people, I guess, at the right time. And um it kind of just it was like a slow progression like I got it on people and then like there'd be a hype and then there'd be nothing and then I have to like keep doing certain pushes but you know that's kind of how it started it was you know it wasn't something and one day I woke up I was like I'm gonna start this business it was just kind of like was born out of something I enjoyed doing and um grew into something bigger okay so that's so cool that you didn't really start out to have this turn into a business, it kind of just naturally evolved into that. 
Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's kind of weird because I remember I always wanted to start my own business. I had an entrepreneurial background, but, um, you know, I'd always thought it was going to be this grand thing where like, I have this business idea, like, let me sit down, like, let me come up with branding, let me come up with a website, like, let me do this, let me do that. And, you know, it just, it, that's not the case. And it was just kind of something that was just naturally progressed and um, naturally grew. That's amazing. I feel like that's some of like the most successful and beautiful companies that just come from like a true passion. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so definitely cool. been a journey, but <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Good for you. And what year Thanks. did you say you started it? I started it. I should know this top of my mind, but I think it was, I I'm either going on my fourth year or just yeah. finished my fourth year. I should know that, but uh, it's, <laughs> I, I think I'm like going on my fourth year. It's okay. I feel like because of the last year, time is just blurred yeah, together. <laughs> I know. I know. I should know that. <laughs> no, I, I feel you on that. <laughs> so it seems like it's been going extremely well. And have you built out like a team yet? Or is it still just you? Like what's the, what's the company yeah. like? So obviously the first hire was myself. I, you know, I was working full time and I had to make the choice, you know, if I was going to do this, I was really going to, you know, go all in. I really had to be fully dedicated to it. And, um, for a while I was working two other jobs so I could run road denim. So, and that was for about a year that I did that. So I would, um, I was working in finance and I would work on the weekends too. And I would take the money that I was making from my finance job. And I'd like cut my check in half every week and like do half of it to bro denim to send people stuff. And like, you know, the half of it, other half, like whatever, but, um, you know, it was a really big leap. I was nervous, but I couldn't really do both anymore. So, um, I quit my job. I think it was probably like nine months in or nine or 10 months. Yeah. So I was doing, um, a bunch of different things until I decided that I wanted to. And then from there, um, I have, I do work with a bunch of people on a daily basis and it's more of like, you know, there's people, there's one or two people who I work with on, um, a daily basis. And, you know, that's more of like graphic design and helping with my everyday day-to-day making sure orders get out. Um, and then there's other people who I work with like in a different retrospect, but that's kind of like, it's not a traditional, um, I wouldn't say it's like a traditional, like everyone comes in and like, we all work together. It's kind of like, you know, we, I have my office, they have their office and we like connect throughout the day. And yeah. So, yeah, no, it's actually the same, the same thing with my company. So I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also for me too, it just kind of makes the most sense and it's allowed me to run my business, I think more efficiently, um, you know, because I think sometimes people start businesses and are like, I need this person. I need that person. I need to hire this. And you kind of overextend yourself. And, um, you know, I think that when you're first starting out, there's a lot of different variables and a lot of different things that can pop up. So you just never know. So I think, you know, this has really, it's worked for me. Amazing. I love that. Mm -hmm. So what does the sales model look like for bro denim? Because I noticed on like your new website, which looks awesome, by the way, that you can fully customize like your jackets and the body suits and everything. So Mm -hmm. what does it look like when a customer goes to the site and how do they create their product? 
Yeah. So for the longest time, I had a website that was not that great and um, it really did not facilitate the shopping experience. But at the time it worked for me and um, customers would basically come to me and just tell me what they wanted. And we would create these creations, whatever um, they had in mind. And with a website, we really tried to narrow it down and narrow down the customization aspects that people um, may order because it was getting a little bit out of hand with like crazy orders of this and that and which I'm fine with doing but you know you can't run a full business with five million different customization options for people so um, we really tried to make um, some proofs for people online. So basically they can go on and, you know, I really like this design and we give them um, certain variables that they can customize on the item that they decide. Um, And then they can go from there. We do have an option for people to build their own jackets. So we created a patch library of over 10,000 patches and um, essentially you can drag and drop the patches onto the jacket and create your own. And, you know, if there's something on the website that you want, but like you just you don't know how to do it or if it's you don't see it on the website, um, you can do basically like a design consultation where people can come in and basically tell us what they have in mind and we'll make their creation come to life. So there's a lot of different avenues and a lot of different ways. Um, I also had the pop-up shop this summer and that was like completely different because there was a patch bar and we had um, some blank pieces of clothing and jackets and, you know, people could design everything on site. Amazing. So there's definitely, there's definitely a, a lot of different avenues of the business. And um, I think that has been like the beauty of it because there's different customers for different sectors of it. Very cool. So what would you say like your target customer is? Because I feel like when I think about bro denim, I think about the like really cool, like sports teams. Yeah. Yeah. Types of jackets. And I always like the I, athletes wives. <laughs> yeah. I think that a lot of people do see the business as a sports company and, um, I could totally understand why. And this year I really, you know, I thought long and hard. I'm like, okay, like what type of business is bro denim? What do I want it to be? And, um, I want it you know, I, I think like if I think of it myself as being the owner of the business, I think it as a customization company. And yeah. we do do a lot of stuff that works like within the sports realm and may like with people associated in the sports world or um, fan wear, anything along those lines. But um, when I think of it, like I truly think that people come because they're like, I want to create a piece. I want to make this come to life. And I want it to be representative of like who I am. I want to add this or, you know, I really want to wear this for this event. Like, and I can't find like anywhere else like to do it and where can I customize it? And um, I think like that has been for me, like the definition of it. And I think the target market is we do work with a lot of females. And um, I know like before I referred to the different avenues of the business and the different sectors. And I think that, you know, like when I had the store in Nantucket, you know, there was a lot of teenagers and a lot of young girls that came in to design their own pieces. And then, you know, there's my website and there's like, can be the sports side, but there can also be like the wedding side. The, yeah, I saw that. I love know, that. Yeah, like the baby and announcements um you know or there's just like starting a new business I want a jacket for my company and so like 
as the owner, I see it as that, but I definitely can see why people see it as like a strictly a sports company. And um, I think that a lot of the imagery and a lot of the photos that I get back are a lot of sports related stuff. So that's kind of what I post about most. And um, I think a lot of the outside projects that I work on, I can't always post about them, but they may not always be sports related. Very cool. So Mm -hmm. I love what you were saying before about how, when you started, you just were making jackets and sending them out to people. And what do you think like your the most beneficial marketing tactics have been? Do you think it's been like the social media presence and influencer mm-hmm. marketing, or do you think it's been getting it on maybe not influencers, but more like well-known public figures? Like what is, what is your, your marketing strategy? So when I first started, I myself had a blog. So I really used that um, as my marketing tool. I didn't even have an Instagram page for bro. Denim, oh, amazing. Probably for like, first five or six months or something and um I just use my own personal page and I think social media really has been the biggest marketing tool for me and getting it out there and um especially you know when I work with different people in different cities it kind of taps into their markets and you know it's word of mouth and I would say word of mouth has also been a huge um proponent of it and a huge part of the reason like for the marketing, it's just getting it out that way. And, but I think like I have focused mostly on social media. I'm trying to focus on, um, some other marketing things and tactics with the new website. We'll see what happens with that. But, um, yeah, social media is such a great tool in general. I just downloaded TikTok this year and I like have no idea how to use it. I still don't really have any idea how to use it. I've hired my little cousin and my sister. I'm like, you guys can run my TikTok for me. Do what you got to do. And um, it's been a learning, <laughs> a learning that process. That is so but, funny. <laughs> but it's definitely like, it's a great tool to use. And like the videos are awesome. They're a great way to show your product and it makes it fun and entertaining. Yeah, I actually, it's so funny you bring that up because I actually just started posting on TikTok yeah. this week and I had yeah. two, I had two videos go viral. They went and viral? Yes. Well, at least, I mean, to I me, know. over a hundred thousand is viral. One wow. of them, yes. I got 170,000 views on one that I posted about the swimwear line. And I had right. during that 24 hour period, I had 5,000 people on my website. No way. It That's was incredible. Wild. So how like, I feel like, how did you make it go viral? Honestly, I don't know. Cause I feel like I've posted other videos that haven't, I think I put like text on the video and I think gotcha. I kind of played to the played to the aspect that like, I'm a female business owner. I own a small brand, like mm-hmm. those kind of keyword type things that I think people yeah. pick up on and want to support. Um, mm-hmm. and then I think also, I think with TikTok, like, especially when you're putting words on the videos, like putting them in kind of yeah. like small, small flashes. So if people don't read it, all the way. They have to go back and watch the video again uh-huh. and it builds up the views. 
So I gotcha. feel like that, that might have helped. Notes. I'm taking I notes. <laughs> it was it was crazy though, because I was I was always like, oh, TikToks for little kids. Like I'm not going to use this. Like I'm too old for this. And yeah. I posted it, and I was like, shoot, I should have been doing this like months ago. <laughs> yeah, no, it's I I like I need to take a, like a few hours one day and just sit there and really go through it and learn it. But yeah, it, it's good. I I like it. So I'll have to. I'm gonna, have, I'm gonna look at your TikTok after. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> it's it's really cool I feel like all these I feel like with the new social media apps it's kind of like you just have to get on them from the beginning because yeah. I always said like mm-hmm. I wish I got on Instagram like right when Instagram came out but yeah. I was like a little, a little bit late to the Instagram game and yeah it's yeah it, it is crazy when you get on these apps early I know I know for sure so I would love to talk to you about your pop-ups because I know you mentioned yes. you had a pop-up in Nantucket so can you tell yeah. me a little bit about that Yeah. So I remember it was right around this time last year. I was like, I really want to open up a pop-up in Nantucket. Um, My parents have a house there. So it was kind of like a place that I was like, I know the area well, and I just really felt like it would be a good location for um, like my business. So um, then COVID happened. (laughs) Okay. Maybe a pop-up's not going to happen. And I remember it was two weeks before July. And I was like, you know That was this summer? This summer, yeah. Oh, wow. And so I was like, uh, it was two weeks before July. And I was like, I really want to do this pop-up still. Like, I know it's COVID and, you know, it's a huge risk, but I really want to try it. And I remember I went down to Nantucket for like a weekend. I looked at some spaces and I found one. I was like, can I sign a two month lease, like, you know, and, um, have it start in July, which like was literally in two weeks. I, I still like looking back, I'm like, I don't even know how I, <laughs> I was crazy to even think that, but, um, That's amazing. Yeah, like go, like, go ahead. And, you know, I had never, I don't really carry that much inventory because most of my stuff is made to order. So I literally set up an entire store in two weeks, I had never run a retail store in my life. I had to like buy everything that went into the store, like all of the tables, the racks, all the decorations. Um, I like, I work with this girl overseas and she does like a lot of pieces for like bro denim, like decor pieces, like for marketing. And, mm-hmm. um, I was, I was like, can you like, please like get this done in two days and overnight it for me, I need signs for my store. Um, and she was like able to get it over to me. I had to like get all the product made. It was just like, I honestly like looking back, I don't know how I did that in two weeks, but I got it all done. Um, surprisingly, and we opened up July 1st and, Um, I had my friend come down there with me and he, you know, he like really helped run the store for me. And basically what it was, it was like, we had all these patches and it was a patch bar and we had all of these pieces. We had like jackets, we made sweatshirts, I made graphic sweatshirts with like fun Nantucket sayings on them. Like we like really did a play on word with act. So it's like act naughty, act happy, act sweet. And people could come in and like decorate their own sweatshirts, jackets, uh, masks, t-shirts. And it was really fun. Like it was for me, it was really awesome because I finally got to see my customers like face to face. And I think it was like really rewarding for me for like people coming in like, oh, I saw your brand on Instagram or, oh, I've seen like this person wear it, that person wear it. And it was really cool to see it all come full person like full circle and yeah. um 
it was a lot, a lot of work. Like we worked a lot this summer and um, I had never run a retail store before. So like, it was like a huge, it, it was a big undertaking, but at the end of it, you know, I learned so much from it. It was a great experience, loved it. And I would totally, I do, I want to do something this winter, but um, not in Nantucket, somewhere else. But I think just with everything going on, it was just kind of like not really the right time for it. Yeah. And so I know you don't have like a non-COVID year to compare it to, but what, what was this summer like for you in Nantucket? Like, I think in general, like not running never like working in a retail store before and not having that experience and then doing this for the first time during a pandemic um, was like, it was hard. It was difficult, yeah. you know, just because I was not only running the store, but I was running my online business at the same time. And um, I was running it from Nantucket, which I'm so grateful for, but at the same time, like you are running it from an Island and um it's just, it was more difficult, like getting packages, shipping yeah. things out. There was only one FedEx on the Island. Um, so there was definitely like its own hurdles <laughs> within yeah. that. But, um, I think that like, you know, I was talking to my friend the other day, the one who came down with me for the summer and we were like, okay, like if I were to do this again, I feel like I would know like all the ins and outs now, you know, I have a better idea. I have a better gauge. You know, I think that like each experience is a learning experience and helps you keep on building. Absolutely. So do you think you'll do another pop-up this summer? I hope so. We'll see. It's so hard to, everyone keeps asking me that. It's so hard to plan though. I can't, yeah, I don't want to say know. yes. And then, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. Fingers crossed. Um, but we'll see. <laughs> so how do you compare your pop-up shop to your online sales? Like, do you, do you think that's comparable or do you think your pop-up was more successful? Your website's more successful? I think it's, um, it's hard to compare because it's so different. I only had the pop-up yeah. for two months, like two and a yeah. half months. So, um, and it's a completely different clientele and, um, my online business, like I definitely have certain time periods throughout the year that are busier as opposed to others. And, um, so I can't really, like, I haven't had a full year to like really be able to compare everything, but, um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> no, that totally makes sense. Yeah. So I saw on your website that bro denim has worked with companies like Twitter and Mercedes Benz and Venetian hotels, just to name a few. So mm -hmm. can you tell me a little bit about that? Because that's really incredible. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been hired by, um, another part of the business, which is um, why, you know, I kind of see it like in different sectors and avenues is yeah. um, I get hired by companies to do like on-site activations or virtual activations where essentially, you know, they might say we're having this event and um, do you mind, like, can you come on site and bring jackets and like do kind of like almost like the pop-up, but like at an event for two hours, you know, so where cool. people can design their own items or um, they may be having like a conference and they want to give away something to the people who are attending and they might ask if I can design something for them. Um, so that's kind of like my extent to working with um, companies and stuff. It's like kind of creating that 
um, experience for, you know, whether it be their attendees or their clients. And, um, and, you know, it's also, it's like, also like for me, I really enjoy that part of it too, because, you know, it's again, like working with people in person. And I think one of them that we did was online though, like we created an online forum and like before their attendees attended, they were able to design something. And once they arrived, it was prepared for them and like all made. So there's different ways that we've done it with different companies, just depending on like what they wanted. Um, We've done like store openings, worked with Kendra Scott. They had a new store opening and um, they had some, I think it was handkerchiefs or um, not quite sure what they called them, but they, we brought patches and we were able like the new people, the people that came in, like the first customers, they were able to uh, design their own handkerchiefs or scarves and take them home with them. So cool. I felt like that's such a unique thing to do. So like did, when you first started your brand, did you, was that like on your mind or something you wanted to do? Or did you just like fall into that somehow? It was, it's definitely something I wanted to do. I do a lot of parties. It's definitely been hard with COVID, but like hired yeah. to do birthday parties or like, um, you know, people are having like something, an event at their house and they want to have something for their guests. So, um, I was hired, I had like done a few parties and I was like, you know what, this is something that like I, I enjoy doing. Um, and I kind of like, you know, I did it for one company and kind of just grew from there. So cool. So I have a question that I feel like I've thought about with my brand because I feel like sometimes when people look at my website, you could have one person that could say, oh, wow, like your prices are so affordable. And then one person could say, oh my gosh, they're so expensive. And it's Mm -hmm. so funny how people can be so different. So obviously you are in a more expensive price bracket and do you ever get any pushback on your pricing? When I first started, yes. A lot of people gave me a lot of pushback on it. Um, as I went on, I don't get as much anymore. The thing is, is that my products are so customizable. I can't yeah. just go into my stock room and pull out a sweatshirt and ship it out to someone, you know, like I have to work with them, come up with a design. The project has to be developed and then it has to be shipped. You know, there's like a lot that goes into these. They're very, very time consuming. And, um, I think over time people have like, you know, it's just, it's part of the brand, you know, it's where making something that the person designed themselves. And, um, I, when I remember when I first started, people were like, oh, I'm just going to go to someone else. I'm like, you know, like you, it's, it's so hard because you want to make everyone happy, but at, yeah. the sum, at like one point you do have to put your foot down and be like, look, like, this is my time, you know, like I'm putting my time into this. And like, this is Absolutely. like, this is work. This is art. Like this isn't something that, you know, so, um, but yeah, I think I, I don't really get that much pushback anymore, but, um, I think it definitely is more of an investment. It's more, you know, people buy these products because it's something, you know, special or, or they have something that they're wearing it to or attending and, um, they really want something to remember it by, or, you know, be able to be like, you know what, like I wore this to this event and, um, I put this patch on here. I have like this on here because this means this to me. And like, you know, so they're, um, I like to call them, they're like storytelling pieces, you know, they allow people to tell their stories and express themselves. 
I love that. Yeah. And I think it it is so important to value yourself and to value your brand because if Mm -hmm. you don't value it, no one else will. And I think it's also like so many people don't see the behind the scenes and don't see what goes into making products and stuff. So that's another reason that social media is really cool because I feel like you've done a good job of showing that like there is such a process to your jackets. And I think that's really Mm -hmm. awesome. Thank you. So I would love to learn a little bit more about you personally. So mm-hmm. can you tell me a little bit about your education background and what you did before Bro Denim? Yeah, so I went to Boston College. I studied finance and marketing there. Um, I While I was at BC, I had a lot of different internships. So that was kind of one of the main things that I really made sure that I had a lot of a different experience and a lot of different fields because going into school, I had absolutely no idea what I wanted to do. Um, I worked in fashion. I worked for sports teams. I worked for a sports agent. I worked for a bank. Um, I worked in real estate. Like I made sure that I had an array of different experiences. I also started my first business when I was in college with a friend of mine. Um, it, didn't we did it for like two years and once we graduated it kind of like fizzled out because we had full-time jobs and what was it we started a short-term babysitting company so we worked with oh I saw that on your LinkedIn yeah we um we started like we worked with hotels in the area and we created a network of babysitters at like all the colleges and Boston and um hotels would reach out to us and say you know we have this someone's staying with us um do you have a babysitter that you can send for like tonight or tomorrow and we would connect babysitters with jobs in the area cool that's really creative I love that so we did that and then um I had I but I started a full-time job after college so um it was just too much like starting something new and doing that and um eventually I I went to fashion school at night while I was working at my first job. I remember it was like kind of coming home after work and I was just like, you know, I can either sit on my couch and like watch TV. Like, you know, you have all this free time after you graduate. It's like different. You're on a schedule and it's like, I want to do something. And, um, I had always really been into fashion and making things like ever since I was a kid. Um, I always like make, made jewelry I was like making things for my bedroom and um so I decided to go to mass art and take fashion school classes and um I think at that time I was working at a bank for in finance so um very different yeah (laughs) I've had I've kind of but it's it's funny how everything came together because as I was saying in college I had all those internships that you know were involved with fashion and then I worked in sports and then banking and I really feel like all those experiences like gave me a leg up in my current business is because like I had worked in the sports industry before you know like I had a little bit of the fashion background I had the finance background um, I had like the blogging background so like I'd started my business another business so it kind of all came together and I think it really helped me with bro denim that's so funny we have very similar stories (laughs) oh really (laughs) yeah like I I feel like I the reason I was able to start my brand is I had so many different backgrounds that all work together and it gave yeah. me like all the different types of knowledge I needed to start a company. 
Yes, I know. I know. And that's why, like, I think that when people are, are in college, it's so hard to sit there when you're 18 years old and be like, what do I want to do with the rest of my life? Yeah, like, where, absolutely. Wh- like, what am I going to study? What am I, you know, like, what's going to be, what am I going to do in four years from now? And, you know, that's a really big question to ask someone who hasn't had like that much experience working in like a corporate environment. So, um, I think that like, I really wanted to take college as an opportunity to like really figure out what I wanted to do and what I liked and didn't like. And, um, that's something that, you know, I'm really happy that I did, you know, it definitely, I think it just gave me a better idea of, you know, different industries and how, you know, they all, the interworkings of them and how, you know, like to now where I am now, I kind of connected them in different ways. It may not be like the traditional way, but, um, I think that it gave me a lot of knowledge for what I'm working with now. Very cool. I think that's awesome. Thanks. So can you tell me what a typical day looks like for you? Cause I always find this interesting to ask entrepreneurs because every, everything's always different. <laughs> Yeah, I think that, you know, for me, um, it's honestly, it's really different. It depends on like what type of week I have, um, if I'm busy, if I'm not busy. And I work a lot on the weekends, too. So it's kind of like, I am more of a night worker. So it's like in the morning, I'm a little slow and I pick up throughout the day. So I'm a night owl. So I actually do a lot of my work at night. And um, I think like another part of, you know, business, when you're running a business, you're kind of doing all aspects of it. You know what I mean? Like there's so many different facets to it. And like, yeah, we have all these products that we have to create, we have to ship out, but you know, like I have to run the business too. Like I have to figure out the marketing, what, how I want to market, you know, um, if there's going to be new products and like the website and I don't know, everything, it's always different. You know, it's never, I don't really have a set schedule. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm the same way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I should, I should be more organized and have more of a schedule. Like, I think my life would be a lot easier if I did, but that's just not my personality. So <laughs> yeah. And it's sometimes hard to plan. Cause it's like, things can always come up and yeah, it's, exactly. it's so, so different than working like a nine to five. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So I always think that you can learn so much from failure. So was there, do you have any failures that you can share with us and what you've learned from them? I think that I wouldn't look at anything that has happened with running the business as a failure, because I think that everything that may have been a difficult situation or, um, a tough thing to, you know, navigate through, I think that it really, taught me a lesson and it, you know, it taught me how to, you know, in the future, how can I make sure that this doesn't happen again? Or how can I make sure like, if this does happen, I'm going to have like things in place that I can, I'm able to handle it and deal with it. And, um, you know, I do look, I think looking back like that first year that I started the business, I had no idea what I was doing. You know what I mean? Like it was hard. And, um, there's like a lot of tight deadlines in what I do. And, um, you know, I was not only starting a business, but I was like starting in this whole different industry and, you know, creating this product and trying to figuring out like the right production. And I just remember like that first year was hard. You know what I mean? I think that like a lot of the lessons that I learned were from that 
first year. And I think that, you know, I'm kind of at the place where I really, I'm probably the most confident that I have been in my business because like I have had a lot of experiences and a lot of, um, I think like I just, this past year, I've put in a lot of time to like really figure out like all the kinks in the business and really like, you know, smooth them out and like put in like all these different precautions, like, okay, like if this happens, what am I going to do? If that happens, this is what I'm going to do. And, um, I think that's like, as an entrepreneur, it's really, really important that like every failure, or every difficult situation that you do navigate that you really like, after it happens, you sit down and you think about it and you're like, not like, I'm going to give up, going to throw this business out the window. Like, okay, like how can I make sure, you know, this doesn't happen again? Or how can I make sure that like, I handle this better? And, um, I think that if, you are able to do that and you are able to have that level of self-awareness. Like, I think that it's going to make you a more successful person as an entrepreneur. Amazing. That's great advice and kind of leads into my next question because I was going to ask you what is one piece of advice that you would give to a new brand? I think that, I don't know if for like a brand in general, because I think it really depends on like the industry whatever but I think like for the person like if you're starting a business I think the biggest thing is to invest in yourself and I tell this to a lot of people who are starting out and um just like making sure like you try to really work on finding the best version of who you are and I think that when you know I think working on yourself is always like an evolving process and you're never fully there you know but um I think that when you are a more full person, more whole, you're able to make better decisions and make smarter decisions and, you know, think of things like look at things with a clear vision. And um, I think when you also like really put yourself as your top priority and like taking care of yourself, like you're not going to burn out as easily and you're not going to, you know, get overworked and overtired and, um, you know, like to continuously learn you know if there's a class that you see out there that you think could help you and like advance your career advance your company like take the class you know it's like it's an investment in not only your career but like your knowledge and your well-being and um I think that like when you are running a business it's really important to take that time for yourself and um you know just work on you you know and I think that you will be able to run a better business, you know? Amazing. I love that answer. So what are some ways that you've worked on yourself and put yourself first? If someone wants like a tangible thing to do, obviously it's different for every person, but. So I, for sure, for me, like I've definitely had time periods where I've like completely burned out, you know what I mean? Like I've just been like, I'm exhausted. I can't do this. I'm tired. Like I like, I just don't have any drive and, you know, it's just, you kind of hit like a wall and you're like, I don't, I don't want to do this, you know? And, um, I think that for me, I've like really made sure that like, I take time for myself and like, you know, on the weekends, like I make sure that like, I'm able to see friends or see family or, you know, make sure I work out, like go for a run and, um, just like make sure I'm okay, you know? And, Um, I think for me, that has really helped me because like, if I just solely focused on growing a business and solely focused on me, the business, my life, like I'd go crazy, you know, and I would probably be like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'd 
be done, you know? And um, I think that that's just like really helped me like before COVID, obviously it would make sure, you know, I want to go on a weekend trip. Like I want to go away and um, you know, just to get your mind away from the business. And I think it also gives you time to like, you know, when you come back, you're more refreshed and you're more ready to like take on your tasks. Absolutely. No, I think that is so important because I feel like there's such mm-hmm. a misconception in our society that you have to like grind, grind, grind and never take yeah. time off. But like yeah. you, you do burn out. And I feel like I've mm-hmm. noticed that myself, like if I take a day or go on like a mini vacation or something, I like, even I might not be working, but like my, you know, the creative juices are flowing. Yeah, and it's like, I feel like yeah. you can be more creative when you have that like calming time that is so necessary exactly yeah for sure yeah so I am ending all of my podcasts with the same group of questions so Mm -hmm. they're not like rapid fire but a little bit quicker so I'd love to get into those now okay cool so what is your uh what is your opinion on the following topic are entrepreneurs born as such or are they raised um I think that's kind of like nature versus nurture I don't know yeah there's there's no right or wrong answer answer. yeah (laughs) I think it's more like the experiences that people may have in their lives. And, you know, there might be an experience where they see an opportunity or there might be, might be surrounded by people who really motivate them to want to start something. So for me, in my opinion, I think it's like the experiences and what the people, the person may be surrounded by, or, um, you know, what may happen to them where they might see a need in something to start a business. Very cool. So when you were younger, did you like always dream of started starting a company or was that not on the horizon until you got older? Yes. I always wanted to start a business. I, um, both my parents work in, um, businesses that they basically run. So, um, that's kind of just like, I was just always surrounded by that. I was surrounded by entrepreneurs. So, um, I think that, it was just something that I grew up around and something that I wanted. I wanted that independence and I wanted like for me, that challenge of creating something and trying to make it, you know, work. That's so funny. Cause both my parents are also entrepreneurs. Yeah. <laughs> really? so funny. We have such a similar story, but, but yeah. I have, but I have sisters who I don't know if like, you know, they grew up in the same environment. Like, I don't know if yeah. they'd want to start their own businesses though. Like, I don't know if that's something they would want. Yeah. No, I guess. Yeah. People are just different, but that's so yeah. funny. <laughs> <laughs> so in your opinion, what is the number one quality that an entrepreneur must have? that's so hard. I think you just have to, like, I think you have to be willing to hustle. Like you have to be willing to put in the time, put in the work. Like I have driven three hours for like one jacket, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I've just like, I have to get this done. It's one jacket. It's one item, but like, you know what, this is a customer. Like I got to get this. I got to make it work. And, um, you know, like I have worked on like missed family events. I've missed friends things. And because I'm like, I have to work, I have to get this stuff out. I got to finish this. And I think it's just a willingness to like, if you, you want it something so badly, like you're gonna, you're gonna put in the time you're gonna put in the work and like, it may suck and you may have to give up on a lot, but it's like, you're gonna hustle through it. You're gonna make sure it gets done. Absolutely. Yeah. You have to be dedicated. Mm -hmm. So next is how do you define success? I think success also really depends on the person. But for me, it's more of like being able to have that independence and being able to, um, you know, create a career that 
I, that makes me happy. And it's like, for me, that has been like the biggest thing is like being able to do something that I actually like enjoy doing. And for me, that is success because, you know, like I before was not happy in my other jobs. It's not something that I wanted to do. And now, you know, like I'm excited to, you know, when working on my brand and growing it and taking it to the next level. So um, for me, that has what been is like what I define success as. Very cool. Next is what motivates you? <sighs> what motivates me? I think that seeing other really strong, independent females work towards their goals and, um, you know, succeed and do well, because that pushes me like, you know, I want that too. Like, I want to see that. And like, it's, I think it inspires other people and it pushes other people. And I think that's really beautiful. So I love that. That's an awesome answer. Okay. Last one of these is who has been your greatest inspiration? I grew up in a family that was very female dominated. So, um, I have all sisters, my, I have a lot of aunts and, you know, they all worked and they all worked really hard and, you know, they were always trying to push barriers and, you know, were had these like really powerful jobs. And I think for me, that was like always, a huge motivation for me. Cause I was just like, that's what I was brought up in. And, you know, it was always like, you need to like work hard. You need to like, you know, create something for yourself and, um, you know, create a career for yourself and create your own happiness. And that for me is like, has always been really inspirational. And I think that, um, has really pushed me and made me into who I am today. That's beautiful. I love that. Thanks. <laughs> So my very last question is when did you, or will you feel like you've made it as an entrepreneur? Oh my God. Uh, um, honestly, I think that for me, like, I think as like a person, like I'm hard on myself. So like, I don't know if I ever will be like, okay, wow. Like I've made it, I've made, I've done it. Like I've, you know, I, I don't know what that looks like for me. I'm not sure. Um, but I think, you know, this summer for me having the pop-up and having people come in the store and meeting people and like really having like seeing customers come in and say, you know, like, I'm going to put this on here because this means that to me. And that means that like, I really felt like, you know, there's something special and people enjoyed doing it. And like, they were creating pieces that meant something to them. And I think for me, that was really rewarding. And I was, you know, like proud of like, okay, like this is my business. And like, I'm proud that I'm able to like make people feel this way or, you know, have them create this connection with other people or facilitate that connection. Or, you know, like my biggest thing is always, you know, I really want to help motivate other females to like tell their stories and be proud of their stories. And, I know we touched a bunch about like the conversational pieces and, you know, like I want someone to come up to someone and say, you know, like, oh, I love your jacket and be like, oh yeah, I had this year because this, that, that. And like, it really opens up that conversation. And I think this summer was like a really good display of that for me. So it was really cool seeing that in person. That's so awesome. I, I love how the brand is so personal and it, it's so cool how it can be such a conversation starter. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you.
Well, it has been so cool to learn about you yes. and your brand. Can you Me just too. let everyone know where they can find you? Yes. So our new website, you can check us out on brodenim.com or on Instagram um, at brodenim, B-R-O-D-E-N-I-M, just in case. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been awesome talking to you. Yes. Thank you. You too. I hope you guys enjoyed today's show and thank you so much for listening. Be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Also, all of the links for our guest businesses and social media are in the description below. Thanks guys and see you next week.